Today, I am returning to my analog roots. That's right, folks. We're going to be developing some film, but here's the catch. We're not going to use film developer. We're going to use beer. And so this is kind of a weird thing, but I saw this news item a couple weeks ago, and there was an interview with Sam Caligioni, who is the founder of Dogfish Head, which coincidentally is my favorite brewery ever. A couple years ago, they did this Ancient Ale series that totally caught my attention. But this is not Ancient Ale. This is a goes they're working on. And I read this article, and it's a collaboration that they're doing with Kodak, of all people. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What does film have to do with beer what's going on let me let me let sam explain he does a little bit better job than i do we learned in a story about a year ago that some intrepid creative photographers actually figured out that you could develop film in beer so while i read about that we were developing a beer called super eight made with eight sort of super ingredients from uh, red quinoa to prickly pear to boysenberries to elderberries and red Hawaiian sea salt. And we said, hmm, this beer is going to have uh, an acidic sort of sour pH. It's going to have a heightened level of vitamin C. And we thought this beer could be the ultimate film developing catalyst. We tested it. Lo and behold, it is. Now, there is another part to this story. So a few weeks ago, I was in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I was doing portfolio reviews at Hidden Light. My friend Matt Beatty, who's one of the owners of Hidden Light, they have done a collaboration with Mother Road, which was a brewery based in Flagstaff, Arizona, and they did a beer together called Safe Light. And Safe Light is amazing, and they had done a test, and I saw Matt do this on Instagram. I'll link up to his Instagram account below if you want to go see this. I don't know if he has it in his stories or not. I'll tell him to put it in there. But anyway, they did a similar experiment to see if Safe Light would actually develop film. Cyanotype prints toned in safe, well, toned and developed in Safe Light. So that's what they look like. I got home, got back to Fort Worth. Next day, I went to the store and I looked on the shelf, and lo and behold, Oh, this is going down. This video is sponsored by the awesome folks over at Squarespace.com. If you need a website, portfolio, or online store, Squarespace have you covered with an all-in-one solution for building beautiful websites. Their award-winning templates will get you started, and you can use their drag-and-drop interface for quickly building a website that you can be proud of. So head over to Squarespace and sign up for a free trial. And if you decide that Squarespace is right for you, you can use offer code AOP on checkout to save 10% on your order. Once again, that offer code is AOP. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. So this is going down today. I've got a six pack of Super 8. I've got the Texas Leica. This is the Fujika GW690. This actually used to belong to my friend Dan Hansen, who was a viewer of the show who died a couple years ago and left me this camera. And so I figured he would want to be part of this experiment as well. We're going to load this up with some Tri-X, go out and shoot a little test roll and come back and develop and see what we get. So there's a few things that we're going to need to develop film. Now this is medium format, so you're going to need a medium format tank, spool, and lightproof lid. And we are also going to need three measuring cups. And I do want to note that these are dedicated darkroom measuring cups. They're not expensive, so just don't use ones that you use for cooking. That's all I want to say about that. These are just dedicated for darkroom chemicals. But I need three of these because we're going to need to be able to measure out the developer, the stop bath, and the fixer. You are also going to need a large pot. And we'll come back to this in a second, but you're going to 
gonna need a larger pot than you think you need, but you're going to need this for mixing together the solution for the developer. So let's talk ingredients for just a second because I'm actually gonna add some stuff to our solution to speed up this process. Now, having said that, I probably could develop the film just using the beer, and I have some concerns about that, but I would give it a lot of time and I would do a stand development. And so what I would do is literally let this stand in the beer, let the film stand in the beer for probably an hour at least, maybe two hours, and it would agitate every 10 minutes or so. And the reason I would agitate is because there's probably other ingredients in here that are going to stick up against the film, and I don't want it to be a mess in the end. I'm trying to keep this as clean and as professional as possible here, but that's probably what could happen. Now, the concerns that I have with that process, the way it works is you actually will develop the highlights, and as those start to become fully developed, the shadows become worked on, and that's how a stand works. I still have uh, some concerns about low contrast and maybe even possible fogging just using the beer because it's not very strong. It's also edible, so that's how I know it's not that strong. So anyway, um, we're going to add two things to this, and I'm going off of what Kodak recommends from their website. They actually have documentation on how to develop with this beer, but they say to treat it like caffeinol. And caffeinol is a solution that you can make at home to develop film that uses coffee. And what you're going to do is use two additives to that. So instead of coffee, we're going to use the goes here. But I'm going to add two things to it. This is vitamin C in powder form. You can get this at any vitamin store, or you could also get it at a health store. And what this does is it basically creates an ascorbic acid. So this will work in concert with the beer to give it a little more of an acidic quality, and it will speed up the development time and probably bring the contrast up into a more acceptable range. And then what we're going to do is take the ascorbic acid and create a sodium absorbent by using baking soda that you can get in your grocery store. I don't want this to get too much of a chemistry lesson here, but basically what you need to know is these three things are going to work together. These two um, ingredients are going to enhance what's going on in the goes, and it's going to give us a little bit better image in the end, better contrast. I don't know how clean this is going to be. This seems awfully weird still. I've never done it, but uh, let's give it a shot and see what we get. So the first thing that we're going to do is mix together our developing solution. So we're going to start with a can of the Dogfish Head Super 8. We need 500 milliliters of this, which is a little more than one can so make sure you get enough beer to begin with and so what we're going to do is just pour the contents of the beer into the measuring cup to measure that out and put it into the pan and the second thing we're going to do is we're going to heat this up to 90 degrees Fahrenheit this just takes a little bit of time like maybe less than a minute to get it up to the heat that we want it to be usually I'm used to developing film at a much cooler temperature this one is going to be actually heated up beyond room temperature after this we are going to start mixing in first we're going to start with the vitamin C and I'm going to put one tablespoon of this in and you're going to see that as soon as I start mixing these things together we have a little bit of a chemical reaction much like the volcano that we made at the science fair in the eighth grade this stuff starts to bubble over you need to stir it while you're doing and this is kind of why I said you need a bigger pot because as soon as I start putting in the baking soda it really gets messy and my first pot boiled over well it didn't really boil over because it's not hot but it chemically reacted over and anyway I had a lot of foam so I had to transfer to a larger container but we are going to add three and a half tablespoons of baking soda to our solution. Once this is done, most of the carbonation is out of the beer and we are ready to get developing. So I'm going to pour this into the tank and as per Kodak's recommendations here, we're going to agitate continuously for 15 minutes. This is a long boring process of standing here spinning a tank. But I want to talk just a little bit about agitation. This is not a violent thing. This is very slow and very smooth and I have a technique that I use for standard darkroom development where I want to actually make sure I'm getting 
getting all the film covered at all times. So I not only spin it, but I also rotate it. So you're going to see that my wrists are moving on each one of these turns as I actually am rotating it and turning it at the same time. And that's going to give you a good amount of agitation. After 15 dull minutes are over with, we are finally ready. So I'm going to add in my water and I'm going to rinse that for probably about one minute and then once that is complete then I'm going to add my fixer and this basically is 30 seconds of agitation 30 minutes rest you're gonna do this for about six minutes and then you're ready to rinse and hang to dry but first the moment of truth did we get an image on these negatives well it is pretty faint but it's on there and we have in fact developed images with beer. So while these are drying, this is probably a good time to bring this up. If you watched my last video, you know that I have launched my very first preset pack for Adobe Lightroom and Adobe Camera Raw. I will link up to that video if you want to know more about it, but I have a 40% off introductory sale going on right now. This ends in two days. It ends actually Tuesday night into the month at midnight. It's your last chance to get these at 40% off. I'm really proud of the way these came out, especially my vintage color presets, which are based around the looks that I see in some of my favorite photography guys like Saul Leiter, Ernst Haas, Fred Herzog, and the way that film looks when it's actually done in a vintage print process, such as like a C-Print or a Sepia Chrome, something like that. So go check them out. I think you're going to find them very useful in your own workflow. And for the next 48 hours, you have a chance to get them at 40% off. If you head over to theartofphotography.tv slash presets, I'll put a link in the show description as well. Go check them out and uh, let's go check on that film. I'm going to hold these up to the softbox of my light so we can see what we got here. Now, just as a point of reference, this is not the film that I just developed. These are older negatives, but I want to show you to give you a point of reference in terms of the density of the negative. Now, these are negatives, so light areas are dark, dark areas are light. But if I hold this up and compare it to the film that I just developed, you're going to see that there is a big difference in the density of the final image that you see on the film. And so this isn't the end of the world, and there's a couple things that I probably could do to bring this in some more, probably increasing my development time. Uh, there's some things I could experiment with, but it's an interesting image that I get, and I've scanned these in, and so you can kind of see what we're dealing with. There's an enormous amount of detail that's here, but because that density was so low, they tend to be pretty high contrast. And so there's a couple things you can think about on here because I think it really is pretty cool, conceptually at least, to be able to use beer or an alternative to a standard film developer, uh, depending on what you're trying to go for artistically. These are just test shots because I didn't want to spend a lot of time and not have it come out right. But the test shots look cool. The thing that you could do to get around this a little bit is if I shot indoors or with lower contrast, uh, types of, of images, so like maybe portraits or something like that, just different lighting. Uh, these were all taken outside in the middle of the day, so they're very high contrast, and so they, that tends to be amplified just because the negatives, negatives aren't very dense. But it's an impressive process. It's a lot of fun to do, and I think it's pretty amazing that you can use a couple items like beer enhanced with some vitamin C and baking soda. These are all things that you can just get at any grocery store for the most part and be able to put them together and do something that you would normally need a lot of chemicals to do. And it's pretty amazing that all this works at all. So I'm pretty impressed with the results. This is something that I would do again and I would experiment more with. And uh, it ended up being a lot cleaner and a lot more interesting than I thought it would be, to be quite honest. So that is a look at some images that were developed in Super 8, Dogfish Head. And by the way, if for some reason Sam Caligioni happens to be watching this video, if you're ever interested in collaborating with a YouTube channel that deals in photography, 
Just throwing that out there. Anyway, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Go get you a goes. Go get you some Super 8. Give this a shot if you want. If you have any questions, drop them below. Remember, there's one more day for the 40% off sale that I'm doing on Lightroom presets. Link is in the description. Tomorrow at midnight, that ends. And I will see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.